Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? You are now tuned into The Way Josh See It. This is episode number three. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Everybody who's been asking, who's been retweeting, who's been reposting, I really, really appreciate you guys, man. Salute. Thank you so much. Every click matters. Every listen matters. Every repost matters. Before I get into anything, I want to give a shout out to the class of 2020. If you are graduating this year, salute. Congratulations. Keep progressing. Keep pushing. Keep leveling up. Keep doing your thing, man. Everybody, class of 2020, congratulations, man. So happy for y'all, man. Um, before I get into uh, anything else, got a couple of shout outs. Now, I know I didn't do any shout outs uh, in my first two episodes, but uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes iron sharpens iron. And I got to give a shout out to those who inspire me and those who make me want to be better at what I do. So, you know what I mean? Shout out to my boy, Judah Moscato. He has his own podcast. It's called Please Don't Waste a Time Podcast. Check him out. He's also on Anchor. Salute to the brethren, KG. He has his own podcast called The Side View. And salute to my sister, Big Sis, The Divinity Podcast. Check her out. Um, Really dope podcast, really dope people. Um, just support, man. Those are the pe- those are the people I listen to. Those are the people who push me to be better at this thing that I call podcasting. So salute to y'all, man. If y'all listening, I really appreciate y'all. Shout out to my wife, Danny. She always holding me down. She always reposting, retweeting, doing what great wives do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I should have thanked you in the first two episodes, but I'm thanking you now. Thank you. Uh, I want to get into a couple of topics. I ain't going to be here long, but it, it, these are some things that have been resting on me. Um, I've been thinking about them a lot, and I wanted to to carefully think these things out before I, um, I give my opinion. So the first one I want to address is these big corporations, these companies that are now coming out and making statements supporting the Black Lives Matter movement when they were quiet for all of these years. The gesture is appreciated, but it's kind of a little bit too late because I kind of see through it. It's like somebody getting somebody getting hurt. They break their arm. They go in the hospital. You don't come and visit them in the hospital. They come out. You know, they get into a fight or they get jumped. They get hurt again. They go into the hospital. You didn't come see them the first time. You didn't come to see them the second time. Now they get shot. Now you want to come to the hospital with the get well cards and the balloons and all that. Like, where was you the first time when I was getting hurt? Where was you the second time? Where was you the third time? Now it's just a big money thing. Everybody's making statements. Um, Netflix put a Black Lives Matter category on Netflix. I've never seen that before, but now all of a sudden uh, these streaming services are, are expanding their libraries and putting black a lot of black content on there. And I don't respect it because we should have been being celebrated. We should have been being promoted. But now that you see you know, companies are actually losing money, now y'all want to get down with the cause. Just like the NFL. A bunch of frauds. You guys, uh, they made a statement that they were wrong about penalizing players for uh, protesting. Now you guys want to donate $250 to 
250 million, excuse me, over the uh, course of 10 years to organizations fighting racial injustice. Like, where was this energy when Colin Kaepernick was peacefully protesting? Where was this energy then? So to me, I think it's just, I think it's just a ploy. I think it's whack. Like the gesture, you know, uh, that's how I feel about the gesture. Uh, whatever. Y'all should have been doing this. Like, don't try to do it when it's cool, when it's an acceptable thing to do. Because when it wasn't acceptable, nobody was off doing it. Now everybody wants to do it. I do not respect it. On another note, um, Aunt Your Mama, I call Aunt Your Mama, but it's pronounced Aunt Your Mama. Uh, it's reports that Aunt Your Mama will be removed from pancake uh, boxes, syrup boxes, because the basis of that character is uh, rooted in uh, racial stereotypes. The original lady who played Aunt Your Mama, uh, she was a character on a minstrel show. So now uh, Quaker, which is the owner of uh, Aunt Your Mama, they want to change the image and all of these type of things. I really don't understand it because she was the face of Aunt Your Mama for 150 years. Now all of a sudden when black people are waking up where deciding to to spend with our own we're deciding to be uh cautious with our money now companies are noticing that they're losing money now they want to appease black people and i'm not off it it's fake it's phony i don't respect it if y'all want to do right by black people then the u.s should give us reparations the united states should give us reparations in 1956 through 1995, the U.S. gave $43.2 million, million to inhabitants of Roncalat. I don't know how to pronounce this word, but it was an island in the Pacific for a nuclear fallout. Then in 2015, they gave $12 million to Holocaust survivors. And then in 2016, they gave $492 million to 17 Native American tribes. Where's our reparations? Where's our reparations? We get nothing. Now, I'm not hating on any race or any group of people who got theirs because they probably, well, I know the Native Americans, they they deserve theirs. I don't know about any anybody else, but we deserve ours. Where's ours? I don't respect it. I do not respect it at all. Um, until America do that, I don't think they'll ever, um, fully do right by us. That's what we need. I don't need though. Black Lives Matter shout out. We stand with black. We don't need no more statements. Now we need action. That's what we need right now. Um, I saw a video on uh on twitter there was a white lady she was uh she approached this guy who was spraying black lives matter on his property but the way she approached him was as if she knew who lived in this house which first of all she didn't know that he lived in the house he owned that property so he was stenciling black lives matter on his property 
and she was questioning him, what are you doing? Uh, why are you doing this? And he was basically like, am I doing something legal? He didn't tell her that he owned the place. He, he owned the property, but she just kept going on and on. Why are you doing this? And I guess she had a husband recording and asking all of these questions. But my thing is, why do white women think that they're an authority figure in every situation in life? Why do you think, why, like, why do they think that they have the right to question people, um, to inquire about things that don't concern them? Like, that's like that's what really ground my gears. I actually um, ran into a Karen. These days we call them Karens. Middle-aged white women who um, who use police as weapons when they call on black people who are not doing anything wrong. So I had a situation like that. The cops wasn't called on me, but um, cops were involved. I was doing security at a building. I'm not going to name the building, but I was doing security at the building. And one of the board members uh, is an older white woman. She might be like Karen Singer. I don't know, but um, she had a dog. She has a she she has a big black dog, and you know, sometimes a dog jumps on people is is mad excited. Like she pretty much she doesn't tame her dog the way that she should. So one day, and I, I was doing a concierge security work, so I'm at the desk. You know what concierge do? They sign in people, whatever, whatever. So I get a call at the um at the desk, um, can you come upstairs? And it was the board member. I'm not going to say her name, but she was an older white woman. I goes upstairs and she's in the middle of the hallway. She's in the middle of the hallway. She has a dog. Her apartment is on one side of the hallway and it's a lady apartments on the other side of the hallway. And this lady is standing in the middle of both of the apartments, the lady, the black lady is scared to death. This board member refuses to move her dog. Her dog, her and her dog is standing right between her apartment and the black lady's apartment. So I guess upstairs, the board member um, tells me, um, this lady won't tell me who she is. The lady has a key to her apartment the lady has plastic bags from going grocery shopping. But this white board member wants her to tell her who she is. Now, I'm just standing there baffled like, okay, I don't really know what to do because like, I work for the building, but not for the building. Like The board members, they can pretty much like get you moved or whatever. So I really don't know what to do at this point. The lady's still saying she's trying to get in apartment the older white lady will not move so i had to stand in between the dog the white lady and the black lady so that the lady would go into go inside of her apartment lady goes inside her apartment i go inside the apartment with her because i didn't want the white lady the white boy lady to hear what i was saying so i told her i'm like you know what um i think that's messed up what the boy lady did she don't have the right to question you if you got the keys. Clearly, you live in this apartment. You don't have. You don't. You really don't owe her no explanation. So I'm like, you know what? If you want to, you can make a report 
I'll back up your report. She says, okay, cool. Boom, I leaves. I go back downstairs to um to the desk. I make a re- I, I write a report. Maybe three hours pass. Three hours pass. The police come. I guess she waited for her husband to come home so she can um she can uh call with her husband or whatever. Cops come, they question me. I tell them exactly what happened. I already have my report ready, whatever, whatever. So maybe 20 minutes later, the, the, the white board lady comes down and three other board members, one is Hispanic, one is black. They come to me. They ask me what happened. I tell them. I actually let them read my report. I wrote it. I wrote everything exactly how it happened. They read my report. They ask me, uh, well, is this the is this the report that you want to turn in? You don't want to add us. I don't want. I don't need to add anything. This is what happened. Well, you sure you want it? Yes. I don't have any grammatical errors. I don't have any of that. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change my report to fit the narrative that y'all are trying to do. Because there's no way you can justify this white lady standing in the middle of the hallway with her big ass dog refusing to move so this lady could go inside the apartment. You cannot justify that. I don't care how you slice it. So she's like, okay. Cops leave. Um, I wasn't summoned to court, but the cops leave and none of the board members said anything to me after that. That following week, I get a call from my manager. Um, We're moving you to another location. And I asked him why. Like, like, why are you moving me? Oh, they don't want you in the building no more. Okay, why don't they want me in the building no more? Is there a way, you know, we can all meet and we can discuss this? He told me no. You're not meeting with nobody. So pretty much this white, privileged, older board member lady, I don't know what she said. To this day, I don't know what was said to um, get me moved. But I know I did my job. I know I did my job. I know I told the truth. I wrote the report the way I seen it. I didn't put no opinions in it. I put straight facts. Nothing in there was a lie. But they moved me. And you know what? It is what it is. But sometimes you got to stand on your own. You got to do what's right even when it don't seem like the coolest thing to do. And I thought that was mad trash. And I understand how the world works. It's a lot of Karens running around. They think that they can do whatever. They can say whatever. And everything be okay. I'm not really with that. I'm not really with that. Then that's my that was my experience with uh with the with the Karen. I don't know if anybody else had one, but I wasn't scared because I know I wasn't in the wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And um, that was that, man. Like white people, y'all have to understand that y'all don't rule everything. Y'all don't rule everything. And um, there's a there's a war going on right now. We're getting sidetracked. Us as black people, we're getting sidetracked. Is instead of us 
fighting the oppressor. We fighting each other. And it's crazy. Everything was, you know, Black Lives Matter. Let's stick together. Let's progress. And then J. Cole drops a song. And then Mr. J. Cole dropping a song, he lit Twitter on fire. Everybody's, you know, everybody's going off. He dropped a song called Snow on the Bluff. And he addresses a young lady. He doesn't name her by name, but he addresses a, he addresses a young lady. Uh, he bigged her up, called the queen, you know, said, you know, you're intelligent. But the way you come off to people, you know, when you're smart and you're knowledgeable and you have wisdom, there's a certain way you should address people who are not as, you know, not as knowledgeable as you. Like you just can't, you know, smack people upside the head with knowledge. It's a certain way you, you should talk to people and try to teach because you could be the smartest person in the world. Nobody's going to listen to you if the method is wrong. If you come off nasty or arrogant or thinking that you know everything instead of a a, a soft teaching spirit, Twitter went off. Everybody trying to cancel J. Cole. He didn't say anything wrong. I read the lyrics. I listened to the song. I didn't see anything wrong. He bigged her up. I, I really don't understand. And then, you know, I, I, I did my Googles, you know. Uh, the young lady he was talking about name is No Name. I don't know if she's a rapper or an activist. She does something because she does something where she was able to get noticed by J. Cole. And then I seen the tweet that she that she tweeted. I'm a paraphrase. I don't have an exact tweet, but she said something to the effect of, uh, "Y'all favorite y'all favorite rappers, top selling rappers, um, basically they're not down with the movement, or they're not down for the cause because they're not tweeting. They're not tweeting about racial injustices that we face." And J. Cole was literally at protests, walking with the people, no security, no nothing. He was literally protesting. So he felt the need to respond. Now, was he talking about her? It's a possibility. He didn't name her, but everybody inferred that he was. And my whole thing is, why do people throw disrespect and then get mad or irritated when you respond I don't I never understood that logic because it bothered you enough to speak on it. But you're mad or or your fans are mad because someone's responding to something that you said. We got to be adults, man. We got to be adults. If you throw something at me, I'm going to throw something at you. If you say something about me, I'm going to say something about you. Whatever you do, just be just be prepared for the clapback. That's it. If you're not about that life, if you don't like confrontation, if you don't like conflict, then stay to yourself. Don't put that energy out and then be surprised when you get that energy right back. So, you know, to the women that misunderstood, a couple of guys that was, you know, misunderstood, or oh, we canceling J. Cole. Twitter has not successfully canceled anybody since it's been existing. Everybody who Twitter cancels, they do better than they were doing before they was so-called canceled. So don't expect J. Cole to get canceled just that fast. It's not going to happen.
You know what I mean? Um, women in this climate, I understand um, women being uh, feeling like they're unloved, they're unprotected, you know, they're unwanted. I see that energy. I see it all the time. But we have to stop generalizing everything. You know what I mean? Women hate generalizations and men hate generalizations too. You can't generalize us. You know what I mean? And I don't like it. Y'all don't like it. Like if I said women are trash, women have come out the woodwork, start calling me gay, my mother trash, just say I don't like women, blase, blase, blah, all of these kind of all these kind of things, just because I, I made a statement. But women could get up here and say, you know, men are trash. And if men respond, well, y'all do such and such. Okay, some men do that. Some men are trash. Yes, I'll admit it. Some women are trash. There's trash people. There's trash people. Like, like I don't know if we'll ever get ahead because of, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant uh, gender war, sex war, should I say? Black women against black men. We all in the struggle. We're we're absolutely in the struggle. We in this thing together. We in this thing together. I saw a couple of videos, you know, of a uh, black dude smacked a, a black woman in the face with a skateboard, and then those who was recording was laughing. And I saw another video. A black girl was thrown inside of a, a a dumpster, and the people were laughing. Men were laughing in the background. I don't like. I don't understand. I don't know who raised y'all. I don't know who y'all grew up under, but it's not cool. It's not cool, and is is every day is getting harder and harder for me to defend my gender. It's getting harder and harder for me to for me to defend my black brothers because it's it's always some nonsense women black women are getting snatched up at an alarming rate black men are getting hanged all over the country police are still killing us and it seemed like you know we're our own enemy we fighting with we fighting with us we fighting with our women we fighting with the police it's crazy but I just want to let y'all know that all men are not trash. All women are not trash. All black men are not trash. All black women are not trash. We we gotta we gotta stop that. And fellas, we gotta do a better job of protecting our women. We have to do a better job. I will say that. We have to do a better job protecting our women. We have to. Um, random. This ain't got a. This ain't got nothing to do with anything, but um, it's a perfect time to tell y'all that Nas is absolutely not better than Jay Z. Yep. And Ether was overrated. So before I get up out of here, um, again, let's let's step up. Let's love each other. 
Let's stop the shenanigans because we're getting sidetracked right now. We're getting sidetracked. The weather's getting better. You know, the world is halfway opened up. You know, you're talking about bringing sports back. We cannot get sidetracked. We have to stay on course. And um, I noticed that Father's Day is coming up. Please, women, y'all had your day in May. You know, I didn't see no man wishing himself a happy Mother's Day in May. You know what I mean? I didn't see none of that. Let the fellas have his day, you know? Let us have his day. I mean, real fathers don't really care about the day anyway, because we we don't we don't do this for 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 days, for likes. We don't do it for recognition. We do it because we love our family. But come on, ladies, let the fellas have his day. You know what I mean? You're not a mother and a father. You're a great mom. And there's nothing wrong with that. Excellent mom. Pretty dope moms. But come on. This is y'all day was in May. Y'all don't get two days. All right. Y'all don't get two days. Other than that, you know, I think I pretty much um addressed everything that I wanted to address. And um I'm gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna catch y'all later, you know. And uh I'm out.